It is D-Day for the bubbles. Or is it? Or will it be a day where there is an announcement about it, a future announcement, as is the government's favourite method of operation? I feel that they need to say something today. If they offer not one concrete proposal or date or destination, there will be considerable anger from the people at large, but most particularly from the tourism industry and the opponents of the government at large. They need to do something because we've been talking about this for nine months. The bubble debate has been annoying because it seems to go on forever. Weeks after we first emerged from lockdown, there were people advocating for an opening of our borders. And now with 2020 hindsight, we realize that those calls were misguided. In June and July last year, when people were saying, quick now, let's open up, we had no idea about just how widespread and rampant the pandemic was going to be. We'd never heard about variants. To open them would have been a disaster and would have undone all the good that had been done. But the calls were understandable, and I totally got it, because of the impacts on tourism, hospitality, and the educational sector. The impacts were dramatic, and the impacts were specific on a very obvious, a very a 10% slice of our economy. Anyway, since that time, say June or July of last year, this issue raises its head each month. Only to to be submerged because there's been another breakout, whether it's in Melbourne or here in New Zealand or whatever. Or there's a bit of government pussyfooting around because they have an abundance of caution. Or there's been a political power play by Australia. Because make no mistake, the travel bubble is being used by Australia as a political pawn quite a few times. Angered by our anger at their Kiwi deportation policy, The Aussies just break off talks a number of times, knowing how much that's going to incense the opposition and the people at large. They've got the government where they want it. They are perfectly aware that this bubble is more important to New Zealand than to them. Their economy is not hostage to tourism and education in the way that ours is. We need Aussies to come skiing in Queenstown this winter. They do not need a quick Kiwi shopping trip to David Jones of Melbourne to the same extent. Anyway, we now have nine months under our belt, by my reckoning, and both Australia and New Zealand are approaching some stability and expertise around handling the outbreaks. So obviously it's time for movement. Five weeks since a community case in Melbourne. You think it would not be outside our government's parameters to open up in three weeks' time. That's two months of infection cycles. You know how much they like infection cycles. That'll be two months done and dusted. So why not have an open uh, a date three weeks from now? There's my challenge to them. Another simple step will be to allow travel bubbles with COVID-free islands to allow seasonal workers in to help horticulture. That's got a double bang for the buck. But throughout this bubble debate, which I haven't really been part of, I have to say a word of warning. There's always people claiming that billions of dollars would resume its flow into our economy if we just open up our borders. But that presumes that we will return to our previous levels of tourism and international students. I actually don't think that demand exists, or certainly not to the level we had before the pandemic. I had a quick look today. A return airfare to Australia is coming up 1200 bucks per person. This is more than twice, and sometimes almost up to three times, what it was in the halcyon days of cheap travel in 2019. And if you look at student costs, if they're coming from a hot zone, Their MIQ has doubled in costs. 
all their costs have massively increased. Do we really think the students are coming back? Well, if they are, they won't be in the same numbers. The reality is, is that the former normality is still quite some time away.